El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column that I swear I'll get back to soon for Medium.com, also called Unpopular Opinion, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I come on this show to defend those opinions. Imagine that. Joining me today, he is a favorite guest of the show. He's been on a whole bunch of times. He's one of the best comics working today. If he's ever in your area, and he probably will be, he tours all the time, go out and see him. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Waite. Also joining me, he is my co-host on a new Unpop show called The 90s Sucked. He was also my former co-host on Good Luck America and the least anticipated podcast of the week. And we're doing a backyard comedy show at his house on July 6th. Come to that. Ladies and gentlemen, Chet Wild. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today... I don't have a co-host. My favorite co-host of all. Nobody. I just got guests. There's no. I don't need. I don't need help. I thought I was co-host. I thought Chet was the co-host. He's he's like a regular Potter. Yeah. Well, why are you I mean, downgrading he's, me? He's here all the. Well, now on this podcast, you're just. I don't want. I don't want you to have to do a bunch of extra. Work, I am sitting Chet. in the same chair, talking to the same mic, wearing the same cans that I wore ten minutes ago when I was co-hosting another podcast. That was the '90s sucked, though. This is a whole. First off, other... the '90s don't suck. Yeah, they suck. They're all right. And then uh, hey, everyone, check out the '90s sucked, featuring me and Chet Wild. And the then Unpop's check Network. out this uh, podcast, Unpopular Opinion, with your host Adam Todd Brown, uh, co-host of the day, Chet Wild, and our lone guest, Dave Fucking Wait. Hey. Comedy's own Dave Waite. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Nothing like uh, being here with you guys. The new space, getting acclimated. Yeah, we're in. This is uh, we're in the new studio. We've been here for a little over a week now, close to a couple weeks now. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, and uh, I love it so much. I like not having to live where I work. Well, yeah, that's nice. I like there's a refrigerator full of string cheese. There's string cheese. There's a, a lone Lacroix in there. There's no water. No one should ever drink it. Yeah, Lacroix is fine. That is Lacroix is trash. That is soda industry propaganda. Garbage. I mean, it tastes like shit, but it's not dangerous or it's anything. Cancerous for you. Natural flavors define what those are. There's my unpopular opinion. Lacroix is garbage. I've covered this before. The natural flavors thing, like. Look into that LaCroix lawsuit. It's not what it seems. I didn't even know there was a lawsuit. I yeah, just don't is. think it's very good. Well, okay. Can we start the podcast? Well, I was sharing Chet, an unpopular opinion. How have you been? Fine. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. And I had time to answer today. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. And that's why we call this segment This Week and Me. It's going to get really intense, and this is all going to sound supernatural after I edit it. Not supernatural as in ghosts. Super one word, natural the other. Like it all happened as planned. Fuck you, Chet Wild. My favorite part of the new studio is how you got the damn Yankees to play the opening theme this week. Tommy, Sean, and Ted Nugent just shredded it on guitar. Goddamn right. So, 
We're it's a callback to-, to another pod, Dave. It's fine. Oh, right. I love callbacks <laughs> that I don't know about. Yeah, that's Chet's whole game is callbacks people don't understand. That is about 50% of his act. Inside Jokes. Inside Jokes, America. This is that's the name of this podcast. Inside Jokes. Hey, welcome back to Inside Jokes. We're getting <laughs> we're getting behind the punchline. <laughs> Where'd that setup come from? How'd you, how'd you come up with that? Things are different than other things. That's wild. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> yeah, noticing. That's a lot of comedy. Noticing. Lot, noticing is a lot. A big part of Observational comedy. Observational comedy. Is that what they call it? Yeah. I just thought it was just called noticing. Sometimes a group of people do things that one way, and then another group of people do them a different way, and that is very funny. I bet there's, ca- I bet there's two, comedy you could pull from that. Unless yeah. it's two improv shows, then it's probably not that great. Way to bring it down. Yeah, holy Shots shit. Shots fired. Should we get to we're, – we're talking about some unpopular opinions this week, just like we do every week. Last week it was all listener opinions, and boy, do we get some doozies from the audience you let the inmates run the we sure do and it's made this podcast a a whole lot more fun uh speaking of listeners before i start the podcast i should shout out our 50 dollars subscribers and bankson kaisel borski and rebecca stewart thank you so much we appreciate your patronage (laughs) like patreon like patronage for for 50 dollars they deserve slightly better no, I think that's that, Dave. You want to punch that up? That was a fifty. Welcome to joke. punch up the podcast. Nah, man, I'm just here, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we? Let's start with one of my opinions. I've been meaning to bring this to the show for about six weeks now, and every time we just talk too long for me to cover it. So here we are. I think every network should have a streaming service that costs money. Every single one. I know people are up, like, people are getting so up in arms about, oh, I'll have to pay money for Marvel's thing. I'll have to pay money for DC's thing. That's the future we want. Why, like, your only other alternative is to have a cable subscription so you can get these individual apps. That's, like, I used to sell cable over the phone way, way back in the day. And all anyone wanted was to be able to just buy the channels. I just want ESPN, man. It's bullshit. Yeah. What well, I need lifetime. <laughs> and that and now Oprah. we're <laughs> we're close to a point where that could be a thing and people are bitching about it and I don't understand. Cuz people like to bitch. Well, people yeah, like that's to be up in arms. That's definitely a huge part of it. And I think as much as it sucks to like, you know, having multiple streaming services can add up, like paying 12 bucks or 14 bucks a month for Netflix is still a ridiculous steal for the value you get. It is, but I feel like I don't I don't know. I would rather I would rather if anything's going to go away, I'd rather it be Netflix and everyone just have their own thing as opposed to, well, I have Netflix, so why do I want to get this other thing? Hey, somebody would love to be on Netflix. I think Netflix is great. All right. Oh. <laughs> and LA Comedy Speaks. But the the thing about it like Netflix, like right now I have a Patreon that people can subscribe to. And it's how I make my living. And a lot of other people who do the same thing I do make their living the same way. It would not be a good thing for me if there was one central place where you could just pay like $8 a month and you're automatically subscribed to everything. Like that would put me under if people were like, well, why aren't you on this? So I can just pay $8 and get everything like that's what. But in the written world, isn't that kind of what medium is? What do you mean? 
like people pay a flat fee and they get everything on that site. But at least that way that on that model they determine like right. But that's what like, I'm saying. Uh, that's a separate model. They're not Medium doesn't aggregate all the other subscription services in the world into theirs. But then you have like Hulu, or like Hulu's kind of a catch-all for everything that's kind of on TV that isn't like a premium channel or some. You know, they're like basic cable and like the network stuff. And then I don't mind if they throw you like one or two commercials or something like that. Or and then you, and then you could pay the, the the premium Hulu where you don't have any commercials. And I'm sure Hulu's making a ton of money for a lot of these shows. A lot of these shows probably keeping those shows on the air or something like that, so they keep making them. So, well, one of the things that's happening, especially with Hulu, is all of these companies are starting to consolidate under one umbrella. And what happened? A thing that happened recently between I want to say it was it was Fox and the TV show Bones, which I've never fucking watched Bones, Old but it's love it. it's been on forever, so it's obviously doing well for Fox. But because Fox and Hulu were owned by the same company, when Fox went to sell it to Hulu, they sold it at this steep discount because they're all the same company. What does it matter? But because they sell it at that discount, then they can go to the actors on that show and be like, we didn't make that much money reselling this in syndication so you don't get any extra money. When really they're just all the same business and they're using the fact that they're a consolidated business model – to take money out of the pockets of the people who made that show. And services like Hulu allow that. Like the more things end up under one umbrella, the worse it's going to get. That's true with almost everything. That's why monopolies are a thing we don't let happen in this country, at least in theory. Didn't the actors win a big lawsuit against that? They did, yeah. They won a like $100 million lawsuit against Fox because of – what they did when they sold the show to Hulu. And then their argument is that the show's not profitable when – Yeah, it wouldn't have been not, on a – I assume the way the show – the model in which the show would be most profitable is when you pay per episode to download like off iTunes or Amazon, right? Yeah, but that's asking a lot. Yeah. Like they're, they're like, like even just from a work standpoint, that's too much. You're the worst and Brockmire are the two shows that I've paid for that I'm like happy to give them $4 an episode or whatever because – they're that good, and I don't have FX. Ooh, Brockmire. That show is tight. I've still never watched Brockmire. It kept popping up in Hulu, and then one day I was just bored as fuck, and I was like, man, I'm going to give this a whack, and I crushed it. It's a good fucking show. I watched a bunch of that shit. Do either of you pay for any streaming services aside well, from Netflix and Well, Hulu? I, you know, we got a whole we got a whole lending tree. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of our roommates actually pay for any of them. My parents... <laughs> My parents have like direct TV and they got all the shit. So that covers a lot of bases there. Yeah. Like we get a lot of logins there. And then somebody's got a Netflix. I don't even know whose Netflix we're using. And then we got a Hulu that somebody else's. And I think that's, it covers the whole, the gamut. I mean, I guess one of us is going to have to pony up when the Disney thing comes out. I mean, the thing that Netflix hasn't done that has, the Disney thing's going to really maybe overpower them is that Netflix hasn't built a world, even like HBO. You know, they had Game of Thrones and before that, they always are really good at world building. And there isn't like a Netflix show. Maybe you could argue Stranger Things, but I don't know. Yeah, they have originals, but I get what you're saying. They don't. Yeah, like when the Disney one launches, they're immediately they're going to have a Star Wars TV show that that even the leaked footage from somebody's cell phone looked fucking super dope. You know, right? And they're going to have all the Marvel stuff and the and like just having a Star Wars TV show is going to be. 
huge. Yeah. And I do like what one thing I noticed Marvel is doing, and I think this is a smart business model. They're still putting season three of Jessica Jones on Netflix. And I think it's I think it's a if nothing else, a smart business model for these networks to, yes, put your bigger shows out there where more people can access them. But then, like, I think CBS All Access is a great app. They have a lot of really great shows that you can only get there. Like, the the new Star Trek is really good. The Twilight Zone is on there. The Good Fight is fucking dope. And I get that it's a little more difficult to access those shows because they're behind a paywall. But it also gives those shows more freedom to do things they wouldn't be able to do on network television. But that one is also... What CBS got right was like Star Trek because there's people that are like, I, I got to get the Star Trek. And then they're like Twilight Zone. They're like two worlds that people are already. Yeah, the good. They're f- iconic brands and IP yeah. that people. The good follow. fight, too, because that's a spinoff of The Good Wife, which is one of the last great network TV shows, which it ran forever. It was I, one of CBS's most popular shows. And yeah, it's a smart business model and it drives me insane when Star Trek fans are like, well, I guess I'll never see that Star Trek series because I have to pay seven ninety nine a month. It's like, then you don't like fucking Star Trek as much as you say. Like, you're just not a fan. Like, if you're not willing to support, like, you could just wait for the series to, for all the episodes to air and get a fucking free trial and watch it that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, CBS would probably even be happy with that. So just do that and quit bitching. Like, people need money to create the things that you want to uh, take in as entertainment. Like, we're not in the same world we used to be in where some big network conglomerate is looking over all of your entertainers and making sure they're paid. One shortfall I think a lot of the streaming service apps or I can't even say it, services have is like for streaming older shows – Compared to buying the DVDs, you can't get access to the extras, and I would like to yeah. get to a point if where, you, like... If you buy a movie on iTunes, you get extras. Yeah, Amazon, too. Will sell. They do have versions of movies that have bonus features. You just got to buy them. But a lot a lot of the movies, because my buddy buys movies on iTunes, which I thought was crazy, but he's like... He goes, every once in a while, they have sales where they're like $5, and you're like, well, that's the price you'd pay to rent it. So, and then yeah. you, he had like he logged into his recently, and we watched all the outtakes from Lonely Island, uh, the pop star movie, and that was so funny. Oh, I bet, yeah, that's a great movie. That movie should, boy, everybody should see that movie. Have not seen it yet. You gotta see what? it. What? Yeah, that's insane. Too busy watching Frasier. <sighs> boy, we did I'm it. Seven seasons in. I'm almost. Is this your next thing? Are you gonna get Kelsey? Uh, nah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, oh, Frasier's good. You're going to get Niles to come to your house? I'd like to get Niles to come to my house. Don't put that idea in my head. You should get the dog. See if he's still available. I think I could get Lit to play my backyard. I liked Lit a whole lot. They favored it a couple tweets that somebody tagged us in recently. So they're receptive. This is kind of unrelated, and it's not really even an opinion, but I just read this the other day, and it reminds what you said about not being able to get bonus features. There was a fire at Universal Music Group in 2008, and when it first happened, they were like, yeah, 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 that's fine. We didn't lose much. And now it, we just found out this week that they lost the master recordings for, like, every fucking band. Nirvana, like, every band that's on, like, something like 50 different bands lost all their fucking master tapes 
all their unreleased shit. And with some of them, they've been around long enough that they've put that unreleased shit out. But if you're a band that started in the 2000s and you've been stockpiling unreleased material. I'll never get the unreleased put a, Good Charlotte I've been waiting for. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Like, like that's a joke, but it's not really a joke. Usually like they, they store those things in like underground facilities or some like sort of salt. It was, it was. It was in this fucking vault that caught on fire. And it was a, just a video storage facility that happened to have one small room that stored a bunch of master recordings and that room burned. Remember it was a huge fire. It burned like the set of Back to the Future. Oh, was this up behind the Universal that, that yeah. forest fire? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, apparently just mountains and mountains of master tapes from all your favorite bands are gone forever, which is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to adjust myself, but it did seem pretty rock and roll. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with paying extra extra money for the services. I like like I pay extra for Shutter. Shutter, I think if you're a horror movie fan and you don't have Shutter, it better be for financial reasons. I would pay a service like two or three extra dollars a month. If they had a built-in feature where if I haven't touched that service in 30 days, it just automatically deactivates my account. Because I'm probably paying for a bunch of things that I forgot. I, like, I think I pay for Fight right now, and I haven't checked that in forever. I pay for – I just remembered I, I the other day saw that I'm subscribed to something called Fandor. And I was like, why the fuck did I subscribe to that? Remember we did the episode of Doc Jams. Yeah, about fuck, a- I'm paying four bucks a month <laughs> for that. I, let me make a note on that now. God damn. Yeah, I'm still paying for that. And I just, when I edited that episode yesterday, I was like, oh, okay, that's what Fandor is. So, so much for canceling before the seven day. Why didn't I just cancel immediately after watching? Yeah, I did the same thing. That's what they're know. banking on, baby. Movie they, Pass has made like $900 off me right now. Well, you just keep that's Movie Pass fault. for a bit. I got to change my credit card if that's going to end. I don't think Movie Pass is still charging you, but we'll find out. Uh, so any final thoughts on streaming services before we move on to another opinion? I stand by it. We need, we need to be able to stream every fucking network. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I want, I want to be able to just buy investigation discovery that, that would honestly save me from having cable. I watch like four channels if I could just buy them all, but then it's going to add up also. I may, I'm rebutting my own arguments. Oh, it would be a way to bring people together to. Hey, come over to my house, watch Netflix. I'll come over to your house and watch Marvel. Oh, gross. No, I don't want any part of fucking that. Uh, Chet, you put something on the list. Yeah. What do you got? TSA PreCheck and all the other services that are when you're waiting in line. I forget the names of them. They're like, sign up for this. It's like TSA PreCheck, but we're a different outside company. Clear. Yeah, and like the first 30 days are free, but then you start getting billed if you don't cancel. So, you know, I'm going to get fucked on that. But I think it's – I think – Airports are the one place where everything should be equal. Like it's that you should not be able to buy your way to a better experience when it comes to security of like, oh, I'm a privileged person with money, so I'm going to bypass that. It's it just and I want to disagree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, like, what's the point of me trying to work hard if I don't like in my mind, I'm like. I just got to get in that Delta Sky Club. That's when I know I've made it. And there's even a secret, there's a secret level above the Sky Club. Like, uh, my friend's been open for like a really popular comedian, famous comedian or a comedian that has a lot of money. And like at LAX, there's like these secret rooms. You drive to this 
lounge, this suite. You drive there, kick it in there, they free drinks, all that stuff. And then when it's time for your flight, a car picks you up and drives you right to the airplane. You drive through <laughs> all the shit. And at any point, are you going through a security <laughs> checkpoint? No. <laughs> I think maybe like a light, like boop, and that's it. <laughs> it's like it's a, a, a lot of money. It's like $10,000 a year to belong to one of these clubs. And every time you fly, it's a couple extra thousand. But you can bring up to like eight people in the room with you and shit. But, yeah. But also like I pay for the TSA pre-check. The TSA pre-check. It's eighty five bucks. Yeah, it's not that for expensive. five years, and you get to keep your shoes on and don't have to take your computer out of the bag. It's just that you're paying a bribe to prove you're not a terrorist. Yeah, it's not that expensive. It's not a thing that only the rich have access attack, to. But if there is a, a terrorist attack, I hope the next one is somebody with TSA precheck. Why? Why, man? Well, that's part of TSA precheck. There is a check that they do to make sure that you're likely not. A terrorist. I thought the check stood for the check you write. And this is really a weird hill to die on. Like Dave said, it's $85 for five years. Is that even $15 a year? And the thing is, you're barely a dollar a month. The thing is, you're in a line with people that have been to the show before. You're out of the line with people that's like their first time flying and like maybe before 9-11 or some shit. They get up there and like, what do I got to do? Oh, I got <laughs> They're having a fucking existential crisis. They're having a meltdown because they've never traveled before. When you're in the TSA pre-check line, you're in a line with everybody knows what's up. We all know what was going on. You're like, you're ready to take your belt off even though you don't have to. <laughs> you're Everybody's moving pretty efficiently in the TSA pre-check line because we've all been there before. Right. And everybody in that other line is doing whatever bullshit they're doing. TSA pre-check is for people who know how to travel. Angie had it, and I think she still might. But when I did the Portugal Demand Tour, she like I, I paid for my plane tickets, but she bought them because she had TSA pre-check. And I could just fucking fly through security. And here's the thing, Chet. If there's no TSA pre-check, your bad experience is going to be worse because all of those pre-check people are now going to be in your already long line. But perhaps there will be more lines available because TSA pre-check isn't hogging up space. Well, hogging up a line that just a couple people in suits pass through every once in a while. It is not just a couple people in suits. That was my experience traveling this week, which is what led to this unpopular opinion. I see Dave White walking through. I saw a bunch of people, a bunch of old white dudes in suits and money. That's all I saw in TSA. You'll see some dirtbags like me. (laughs) Well, I need that for my opinion to be swayed. Until then, I stand by uh, my opinion. It's very affordable. I mean, it's more for, I think it's more just a thing for people who travel a lot. Like, you don't want to have to – it's one thing if you, oh, I fly every six months to a year, then stand in that fucking security line. So what's the difference between TSA pre-check and then the other thing they were trying Clear, to do? Clear? I don't know. They look at your eyeball. It seems fucking weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's probably just – I think the DNA clear one, you might not even have to do it. They just – you just cruise on through, but I don't know. Yeah. You don't even fly. They just yeah. teleport you to where you're going. Boop. <laughs> I want to get in on this 20K a year thing. I wouldn't pay for pre-check, but I would pay to have a private lounge and a car. I'll give you a piggybacking on what you just said. This isn't on the notes, but here's an unpopular opinion. I really like airports. I like being in airports. I don't mind. I prefer a longer layover to like a 45-minute layover where it's like, uh, if your plane's delayed a little bit, you're going to have to sprint to get that next plane. Fuck that. Give me a two-hour layover. Let me sit at a Hard Rock Cafe 
for 45 minutes and eat wings and drink beer, even though I don't drink anymore. Like, you don't drink anymore? No. No shit. And uh, I like I – like, I thought you guys were friends. I just didn't know you didn't stop drinking. What? I told you – I've told you this so many times. So I knew you were phasing it out. I didn't know like you don't drink, period. Okay. I'm learning about you. Want me to fake it? <laughs> pretend I knew that? Yes. This is okay. what the fans want. Fucking <laughs> oh, hey. Was I supposed to have an opinion there? It just says Dave and then nothing Yeah, else. I put it in the notes. That was the part about please make sure you read the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. If you have one that you want to add on the fly, you can. But Our unpopular opinion is Dave. <laughs> Airports, I fucking like them. I like hanging out in an airport. I like the Vegas airport because I can play Wheel of Fortune slot machines until my flight's good to go. I mean, I don't like a shitty airport, but a decent airport like Dallas, fucking Denver, Denver especially. You can go on the Apocalypse Tour. Well, it's outside security, though. But I like I like I like airport restaurants. I just I like that whole vibe. It's like it's like a fucking mall. It's a lot like a mall. Worst airport in your experience. Well, I mean, there's a lot of really small airports that are trash. I mean, LaGuardia, New York City, that place is a fucking... LaGuardia is a I would say that or Chicago just because I've been stranded there. Yeah, Chicago, you just get fucked. Uh, Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind O'Hare. Midway is kind of trash. Well, when you usually fly to Chicago, it's probably to go home. It's not like a layover city. It's Every time I'm laid over there usually like oh it's snowing somewhere so yeah, but yeah my flights are always delayed through chicago i try to avoid it like the plague yeah but i don't know i like a fucking airport man <laughs> pass on that Hot take disagree <laughs> disagree dave what's do you got any unpopular opinions dude? all my opinions are i fall in line with whatever's cool <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man airports i like them let's get to listener opinions zip up boop listeners Opinion. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that there. was pretty good. That was a good. I sent in an email with my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the comments music that's not working. I looked up a podcast email and I typed out some because I'm a normal person. <laughs> that's, that works. That's our theme song this week. You've never sent a, a, a letter or a comment into a website or a podcast or anything? It's a normal thing. I followed like a guy, like a couple of authors. I've read their books, and then I just followed them. But you didn't send them anything. You didn't I, let them know. Yeah, I like just them. like, hey, I thought your book was cool or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into some listener opinions. I'm sorry we don't have the comments music this week. First one: the NFL should move the Patriots to a new division. This is the argument. I think the NFL should shake up the divisions. Let me get this out of the way right up front. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Who isn't? So sorry. I am sick and tired of just knowing the Patriots will win our division every year. And I wonder if New England was in a division with even one other consistently good team, would they have been as dominant as they have been? It's annoying to see the same teams win year after year. And I think shifting things around could really reinvigorate things. I'm ready for some new rivalries. Thanks for everything you do. Bailey, what do we think? Well, why don't you tell us where you need to move that team, all right? Are we going to move it? We got to put, you got to put them in the NFC, essentially, right? You just swap them out with. The... If you had the Patriots and. Yeah, Tampa. moving them to the NFC East is not going to help because there they're playing the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Eagles, and the Giants. The Eagles are good. 
Yeah. The Eagles fucking went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but it, that's still that, that's the most boring division to me. The then, thing is, when the Patriots keep going to the Super Bowl, they're probably going to dominate whoever because Bill Belichick is a fucking monster. That's the thing. I think it's Bill Belichick. I don't know that moving the Patriots to a different division would help. What they I should move him to the Bengals and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I think he'd do all right. Like he would it, it would right. take a couple years, but I feel like he would build the Bengals into a winning team. Not that he needs to cement his legacy anymore, but if he wins without Brady, then it'll just be like no questions. Well, that's the fucking guy. That's what I was going to say. Kind of uh, piggybacking onto this, my unpopular opinion is. I don't think Tom Brady would be the quarterback he is if he didn't play for the Patriots. I think he like he's a really great quarterback, but he's like a sixth round draft, right? Or was he un, uh, not even in a round? Yeah, he was a sixth round draft. You're pick. saying he's a system guy. He's a system quarterback. I think if you put Tom Brady in a different system, he's not going to thrive the way he does. But I feel like we're also never going to find out. I feel like he's going to retire as a New England yeah, Patriot. He's not going to pull a Brett Favre bullshit. I don't know. How, yeah. how old is he now? He's like... 41. He's the last person from his uh, draft class, I think, still in the NFL. Yeah. Why is he still playing at this point? Why? He was recently voted the player most likely to win the most Super Bowls over the next 10 years. He's, at 40. He's in impeccable physical shape, mental but shape. But now you know, what it, you know what it could do to you, you know? He doesn't get hit that much, though. He yeah. does. And he incentivizes his offensive line with, like, I'm going to buy you, like, Rolexes if you yeah, keep zero smart. sacks. Or, like, smart. I'm going to buy you cars if we win this playoff game. So he's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I want the Patriots to not win as much as anyone else. But I don't, I just, I don't know that moving them. I can't think of another division that moving the Patriots to. Well, you could go back to the way the NFL was 15, 20 years ago before they added the fourth uh, division. It was just three division teams. So in the Northeast, it used to be the Colts. And then there would have been times over the last yeah. decade where the Colts would have been competitive with the, the Patriots. But just the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills have all been awful for But here's the thing. There was that long stretch where the Colts and the Patriots played in the, in the playoffs all the time, even though they weren't in the same division. And the Patriots still beat them all the fucking time. True. Uh, I just, yeah. I just I don't know. I think the Patriots are just they're just that well oiled of a machine. It is frustrating as a Bills fan when the Patriots have won something like twenty three of the last twenty six meetings. Yeah. And the thing about Brady being a system quarterback, think of all the backups he's had that play a season or a few weeks when he's hurt and they just play fucking lights yeah, out and then go get a huge contract to play somewhere else Kansas and it's City like, or whatever. Nah. Like, that, yeah. like I think even Jimmy Garoppolo's not gonna be He's not the quarterback of the future for the 49ers, even though they gave him that huge contract. He's just a fucking backup who was in a really great system. But, yeah, I don't know what the answer is to the Patriots. Quit watching football. That's the take I got. <laughs> yeah, you XFL. could do that. Don't the watch Maga the League. fucking XFL. <laughs> don't be an idiot. But, uh, yeah, you could quit watching football. I, I also feel like that's kind of a protest against the players who are protesting. I just uh, – I got – I don't know. I just got tired of the NFL and all this bullshit. And I was a Bengals fan. And that's, I think that broke me more than anything. I just got tired of the consistently not consistently being good. Like, you know, or good. Well, they start going to the playoff every year and the playoffs and losing the first round. And it's just an owner that he makes the money he needs to make and he doesn't care about winning. Like, right. He doesn't have that. E like, it's a weird thing. You're like, I wish he was like a rich guy. 
that had like some crazy ego. Like a Jerry Jones type. And they're all evil guys. None of the guys that own teams are, are probably good people. No, no. So I, I we get stuck with an evil guy that's like sensible or something like that. <laughs> it's like, well, it turns a, still turns a profit despite us being 6 and 10. So why would I change anything? Yeah, I think that's a problem with a lot of franchises. Like a, a lot of owners kind of have that attitude. Uh, the Bengals, it always did they finally fire Marvin Lewis? Yeah, that took a long fucking time. Man, he was the head coach of that team forever, and they were always trash. He just he he never really asked for a raise. They never had a general manager. He just kind of you know, and he did good enough that people were like you know. They were that. That's all you got to do is good good enough with the big because the Bengals were so bad for so long. Yeah. So when they started like actually going to the playoffs, people were like, "All right, good enough." They they <laughs> broke people enough. They built them back up enough. People were like, "Ooh!" But now I think we're back in the period of people not giving a shit again. Yeah, people are excited about the Browns this season. They seem like a might be a good good team. And the Raiders are going to be the uh was it Hard Knocks on HBO? Are they going to be on Hard Knocks? Yeah, they're the they're the team. That makes sense. There's a lot of drama there, so yeah. they don't even know what fucking city they're playing in, do they? I think well, they they're did supposed it. to be Vegas, but now they got to stay in Oakland again. I think they are going to be in Oakland one more year. Gross. The Oakland Coliseum's so nasty. Yep. They need to burn that thing Food's to the ground. Awful. Food's awful. There's a junk you have to walk over a junkyard to get to it. Now, do you think when the Raiders move to Las Vegas. Is it going to be like a destination game for people? Like people are going to fly to Vegas that weekend to see the game. Like, I can see a- it's probably the best destination city as an away fan. But here's the problem: it's still a Raiders game, yeah. And Raiders fans are lunatics. But how many Raiders fans are there? Is Las Vegas going to be able to support a team? I mean, I guess so. They surprisingly supported a hockey team really ho- fucking well. Yeah, that's true. And that's a ice sport in the middle of a fucking desert. I feel like a but lot every, of... But every time, anytime I know any Canadian that goes to Las Vegas, they're like, I see a picture of it at the hockey game. So how much is that of just Canadians being like, hockey? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of L.A. fans will make a lot of trips to Vegas to see the Raiders. Because it's not an unreasonable trip from L.A. Yeah, there's... And there, you play what eight home games a year, mm-hmm. eight trips to Vegas throughout the course of a year. Like maybe if you only go f- five or six times. Like I feel like a lot of LA fans are going to be there still, which is sort of the problem. But LA I think sports what Dave's fans saying is like if you're a Packers fan, it's like a great reason to go see your team when they're playing oh, Vegas. Yeah. Plus, they, like Ve- Vegas, cheap flights, cheap hotels. They should have moved the Chargers to Las Vegas, and then the Raiders back. And here. the Chargers was such a good team last year, and no one gave a shit. Yeah. And they, they no It's like go play a soccer stadium. They should stadium. move the Chargers to Vegas and the Raiders to Dollywood or Branson, Missouri, or San Antonio would have matched the Spurs color that they were talking about. That yeah, San Antonio would have made sense. But the Char- it's a bigger market than but people the, give. It but credit the Chargers for. being here, I don't see anybody ever caring. <laughs> no, even though they were good, that's they the were great. Part. They were really good. But last the Rams year. were that much better. With the mm. people, people already the Rams have like a shared. They were an L.A. team. They yeah. left. And then people and from then San, San Diego, Diego people are real upset about it. They'll never come back. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that stadium and their licensing deals and season tickets. Yeah, they're still it. playing at the soccer stadium, right? More area. Yeesh. Uh, so, so, yeah, to wrap that one up, I don't know. I don't think moving the Patriots would help. I think they're still going to win. You can move them to are. your butt. <laughs> 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 
A material. <laughs> Woo! Winter's getting up for that one. Yeah, she's <laughs> no, I'm trying. Winter forgot how to stand. Jesus. Well, that chair is so low. She was stuck under there. Did you like that I gave the air horn on that puppy? Here, get come get your pets right here. There you go. All right. All right. Uh, next listener opinion from Chris M. Doritos are trash. Doritos and Cheetos are both trash snacks. Of things ending in Eatos, Fritos are by far the best and most versatile since you can use them to eat other foods with, like chili. Popcorn, however, is the best snack food. So I could get behind Doritos and Cheetos are both trash snacks, but this loses all credibility when this person then argues that Fritos is the Fritos is the garbage of all garbage chips. What? 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 Fritos are fucking awful. Oh, terrible. They're the, the worst aftertaste. They're the LaCroix of chips. Boy, that's a whack take. <laughs> yeah, that's that's garbage. That's a garbage what, opinion. What I feel are like... better bagged uh, salty uh, corn-based snacks? I mean, you're not the thing I like about a Frito. Your hands aren't going to be really that fucked up after you know. Yeah, and, and they do. He he's right. They make a good like you throw a, a handful in a bowl of chili. That's a that's a quality crunch. They require a chili or something else to be dipped in because they're so bad. But they have a lot of dippability. Mm-hmm. You can't dri- dip a Dorito in anything. That'll yeah, be- you look like a maniac if you're dipping a Dorito, unless it's a plain Dorito, which they do make. Or you could. I'm surprised they haven't done this yet. The uh, like Dorito scoops. Why? Like the scoop chicks <laughs> made out. Of Dorito. Those always taste different. Like the, it's always a, we, a different when you start manipulating the the, shape, the natural shape that tortillas grow into, <laughs> the, then you start getting weird. I do like, I, I do like a scoop though. I mean, it is good to get that dip. Uh, yeah, I, I, but Doritos. Yeah, I mean the Cool Ranch is. I mean that's just a white trash snack. Cool Ranch. They did a lot for the ranch industry. I'll give them that. But Doritos now they're they're a really they're like the vanilla ice cream of. <laughs> Now Cheetos, you get, like I, I Cheetos, like, you're gonna get an argument from me. I like the puffs, you know, like the, you know, once you get to like the flaming hot ones, I can see that being trashy. I like I like it all. I like it. I like the hard Cheetos. I like the puff Cheetos. I like the flaming hots. I'm a big fan of Cheetos, but Doritos, I like. I like them, but I don't typically like. Given the choice between Cheetos, Fritos, Doritos. I'm going Cheetos, Fritos, Doritos. I'm going. Wait, you're going. You're Cheetos, going to hell. Fritos. Like on a scale of one to ten, Doritos are like a five. Cheetos are like a four. But then Fritos are a like one. They're just not good. They require a chili cheese. What about a chili it cheese? It requires Frito? chili. It requires no a chili oh, a, cheese. I don't think I've ever had Frito. How have you not had a chili cheese Frito? Out of the same way, I haven't watched that movie that I should watch. I just haven't. They're delight. They're a delight. Yeah. Well, thanks for your writing in that, Chris. I think we we covered it pretty quick. Unless we were to stick on that. What about the, oh, no. the <laughs> here we go Doritos tacos at Taco Bell? Are those love them. Fresh? Yeah, those are love them. Those are perhaps Doritos in their best form. I love a Doritos lo- Locos a, taco. Yeah, Doritos Locos taco. Yeah, I think I've had one of those Doritos tacos. What was some new crossover? I, I man, a Burger King's been fucking up with crossovers and shit. Don't they have, like, corn dogs or some shit now? Well, McDonald's right now has their international menu where they have – they added – make racial stereotype versions of their sandwiches. Well, they have – from Canada, they have the uh, tomato mozzarella chicken sandwich, which is actually really good. It's just like a chicken parm sandwich. 
And then they have the Italian one, which is just that with oregano on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, bacon cheese fries from Australia. Ooh. That's what we associate with Australia. Yeah, right? that, one's, that one's a real stretch. Because <laughs> three months ago, they had bacon cheese fries and they put no nationality but, on it. But they were testing this launch. That's what they were doing with that. They tested everything that's on this international menu in different parts. Yeah, we got the cheese fry test. Which oh, the country. The cheese fries were good. There's a Stroop waffle McFlurry, which McFlurries are trash. You should never eat one of those. I mean, the Frosty from Wendy's has to be the best frozen. No, you the, dip your fries in Frosties. The Blizzard the, from Dairy Queen is the you best. You dip your fries in Frosties. I've seen people do it. I never. I do it. We've debated this before. It's lunacy. Fry, Frosties are made for dipping fries. That's not true. They're made for eating with a spoon like a normal no, person. No, French fries. I mean, I do like eating the fries and then having the, the, the frosting. The hot potato, the saltiness, and then the, the soothing. The soothing but I don't need cream to put the, the fry in there. I could just eat the fry and then have some. Oh, of you got to put the it frosty. in there. Chocolate. That's where it's at. Jesus Christ. That's that's absurd. That's what I do. It's absurd. Uh, all right. Where are we? Let's get to our last listener opinion. Before we do that, let me because I will definitely forget. Let me read the names of our twenty-five dollars subscribers, which I do at the end of the show. T. Cooks and Ryan Borey, Eddie Baron, 5X Espinosa, Chaz Chitwood, Mike Ski, Homer Ostasis, Grey Wolf, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, Charlie Hume, Nolan McLean, Shelley, DJ West, Katie Rimmer, Rebe Kelly Stanaway, Teresa H., James Hill, Danny W., AJ Lindbergh, and Jennifer Vandalander. It's pronounced Ray Bay. I bet it's not. Uh, here's the last opinion. This is kind of a long one. It comes from Sebastian. He's from Belgium, and he told me I, I could Americanize his name and just call him Sebastian. It's got three A's in it. That's so now impressive. I'm, yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out how it's actually Sebastian. Who knows? Here is his opinion. Hi, Adam and co-host guest or whoever you allow on your we show got these days. We a co-host and a guest today. Here's my unpopular opinion. Chet is not a co-host. What? Also, Well, it's an unpopular opinion. It is an unpopular opinion. A constitutional monarchy is a better form of government than a republic. A non-democratically elected head of state might seem strange at first, but since they only have a ceremonial role, it doesn't matter much as all the political power is with parliament. What you do get is a figurehead that has been preparing for the job his or her entire life and has had his or her public image carefully managed since birth. No drunken college photos, no racist tweets, etc. Also, it means the head of state is nonpartisan in times of political deadlock. And unlike many presidents, they aren't beholden the corporate donors that funded their election campaign. Or plus, outside foreign officials. Plus... You've got a parliament that can keep them in check or even remove them altogether if needed. Well, that's fine for you, Frenchie, but this is America. <laughs> we ain't got no fucking king. That, I, I mean, we're getting close. Uh, yeah, that I think he makes some interesting points. The, the bipartisan thing, I think, is, is an interesting point. But I don't... I just don't like the idea of... Like, we, we are in America, we... There's the people that like the British royalty and they can do, they can enjoy all that bullshit that those people are up to. But we don't have to have it. We don't have to give these people, I don't know, if, we don't have to give them any, like, I don't want to give money for people not doing anything. You know what the fuck? Yeah. Does money go to, to like, do. But think about if. I think the British royals 
still get some sort of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they get money somehow. Well, I don't let's know if say it comes our, from people. Our American or... royal family is Trump. The Trump family. Which, in a way, they do represent the shittiest, right. trashiest parts of America. I think we'd be far better off if that guy was just a fucking mouthpiece spouting off whatever. That's... But had no real power. And then Congress wasn't so fucking divided and would actually move agendas well, forward. That's, yeah, that's the thing is he makes a good point there in that, I mean, we almost have a more dangerous version of a figurehead The president right has now. way too much power and people aren't keeping him a check. Right. We have like we were supposed to have all of these checks and balances to keep the president in check. And it turns out, as we've learned time and time again throughout history, you can just issue an executive order and call it a day and whatever you say stands. So, like, I don't think the Queen of England can do that, can she? Like, I don't know that. Uh, Yeah, the British royalty doesn't have any powers. Right. They inspect the guard. That's about it. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think maybe we should just not have a president. Maybe maybe our leader of the country should just come from the House and the Senate. Like, I don't know, Speaker of the House maybe is our – that's who we send out to talk to the people. Let's just not vote. Let's stop voting. Let's just be a dictatorship. Stop the vote? Yeah. Adam stop the vote. <laughs> I'm going to be selling T-shirts. Stop the vote. Depending on the part of the country, that might be – Yeah. Push. No shit. But uh, I mean, in the last 24 hours, Trump has literally said on ABC News that if a foreign adversary gave him dirt on somebody running against him, he would take it and not report it to the FBI. I mean, that's how if that's not fucking he already did it. Treason. <laughs> yeah. It's like what more fucking. Well, I mean, we should have voted more in 2016 yeah. is sort of where we like if you didn't see this coming. Sorry. You didn't like, read Adam's you... podcast or column. Well, I don't no, – that's not the point. Like, I, like, it's not that hard to fucking form your own opinions about things instead of hearing every late-night comic tell you Trump's nothing to worry about. Like, we earned this. Like, and, we earned the situation we're in right now. And now he's like – he's just broken everybody's brain because there's just like a scandal on the top of a scandal. It's like – Genius, you know. It's a bed of nails. You just keep – because then eventually everybody's like, I can't be outraged anymore. And you're like, whatever. Yeah, it's – fascism, one of the goals of fascism is to just wear down your dissent and just wear you the fuck out until you're like, all right, this is the world I live in now. Do you think we can trust that there will be fair elections in terms of – No. Counting and – No. I don't know if we've had a fair election – this millennium. You just got to win by a lot. It's hard to cheat if you win by a lot. Is it? Because Hillary Clinton won by quite a few votes. Yeah. And million votes? Still lost. And yeah, I don't think we'll have fair elections. I don't think he'll leave peacefully if he loses. I don't like we're f- we're well, in well, for some shit. He was showing on ABC too, like all the upgrades he's going to have to Air Force One and like painting it more patriotic and shit but the plane's not ready for 2020 until 2024 and he's like i'm doing it for future presidents it's like no you're fucking yeah yeah i mean that's all shit we should worry about but instead we just like he says it and we're all like uh (laughs) he can't do that yeah sure he can't so i don't know maybe a constitutional monarchy would be better maybe maybe we do just need a fucking figurehead the rock should be our president forever I mean, if The Rock ran for president in four years, I could see him winning. I could see anyone. Trump won. Yeah. Anyone could Any win. celebrity. But that's assuming we're going to have elections yeah. at that point. Like, don't put anything past Trump. But 
We all know that. Oh, so depressing. All right. I forgot we had this in the notes. Did anyone see this Bill Maher interview with fucking Cuomo? What's this? Chris Cuomo? Oh, yeah. That guy is always doing pull-ups and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Maher in this. It's only a minute long. We'll play the clip. Here's Bill Maher talking to Chris Cuomo about political right, correctness. Yes. When people want confirmation and echo, I, I can't tell you often they say, look, Cuomo, I want to like you, but man, stop going after the Democrats. Maybe they're not giving money to the kids on the border, but you got to right. stay focused. Welcome to my world, because I'm one of the few people out there also who has no team, even though I think I have a team. I'm I certainly caucus with the Democrats. And as long as Donald Trump is president, I am down the line Democrat. But you go uh, after them. But I, I think exactly your I go after them right. because they need going after. They need some tough love. And I'm not going to stop. But yes, their stuff is raggedy, too. They have some things they have to answer for, and they don't help themselves a lot. And I think a lot of this um, far-left political correctness is a cancer on progressivism. I think when you, when you talk to, to Trump supporters, they are not blind to his myriad flaws. But one thing they always say is he's not politically correct. I don't think you can... Uh, overestimate how much people have been choking on political correctness and hate it. There were two studies about this recently. It was in the New York Times front page story a few months ago. It was also in the Atlantic about a year ago. The vast majority of liberals in this country hate it. They, they think political correctness has gone way too far. No one likes to be living on eggshell. Political correctness is a cancer on progressives. Who agrees? I don't know. Like, well, uh, it's an extreme statement. If there wasn't any political correctness, people would just say the N word all the time. Yeah. still. and they would say the F word or whatever. You know, what I mean, they they would just say things that are fucking crazy, hurtful, and dehumanizing. So there has to be some sort of balance. There absolutely has to be, and it especially as it pertains to comedy, when people are like, "Oh, you 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 can say anything as long as it's funny." That's true to an extent. But when people are like, I'm a comedian, don't tell me what to say. People have been telling you what to say forever. There was a time when you could freely use the N-word in your bits, even if the joke wasn't funny. Right. And it's not like that anymore. And we all, like, as comedians, most everyone just accepted that and moved on. Like, things change and you have to fucking adapt with it. I don't, in this context, I don't know exactly what he means by political correctness like i i think i mean i know what political it, correctness means but I, I think a better way for him to frame it would be maybe the outrage culture of people going on a scale of one to ten going to 11 no matter if it's like something that's like really serious and people should be outraged like you know uh black people being shot kids at the border right Harvey weinstein being a monster or like the same uh the, the same amount of tweaks and the same level of trending uh, will happen when I don't like Sonic's teeth in his new design. Right. And 100,000 people sign a petition. The studio is literally going to go back and redo a movie because people are losing their fucking minds. Or like, you know, somebody says something clumsy in an interview and people are like, yeah, ready to burn him at the stake. Yeah, they're going to cancel that person, you know? And right. I, and I'm like, yeah, but that guy or lady, they weren't being malicious with their saying. Maybe their views are a little outdated or something like that. But, you know, you got to... When people just want to fucking blow people's shit up, that's probably where it, but then you have somebody like Trump who just says all sorts of banana stuff and you're like, well, that's not what we, is that what we really want? Yeah. I don't think that's what we want. 
It's also dangerous as fuck when you have so many other countries in different languages, like, interpreting that in their language. And it just, the, this person is insane disclaimer does not necessarily translate in other countries. Yeah. I think, I think the outrage culture thing, it's a lot like anything else where there's a time and place for it. In some cases, it's definitely called for. But I think there's this sort of air of infallibility that people on the left have where, well, if we're mad about it, obviously we should be mad about it and we're genuinely angry. And I think there's a lot of denial about the fact that sometimes this is a play for attention. Like sometimes people just want to be mad about something or their unconscious so they can drum up some yep. fucking Twitter outrage yeah, yeah. and have something to complain They're about. They're unconsciously addicted to that feeling too. Right. Or like, I need to sprout an opinion today and get into a fight with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the, the one that really stands out to me is at one point we decided John Wayne was canceled. Like someone found a from an article from a very public Playboy article, a Playboy article that's been around forever, and it's like someone posted a screenshot. It's like you're that bored that you want to get mad over a known racist saying something racist in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Like, so don't watch John Wayne movies. You probably don't. You don't need to wreck your entire fucking day on Twitter, mad that no one. Like, what do you want people to do? Dig him up again and fucking. It's like one step away from somebody tweeting a picture of our money and being like, these people owned slaves. Yeah. Like, cancel. Money's canceled. Money's canceled. And, like, there's – it's I, – I don't know. I think there is some degree of attention-seeking behavior to it, especially when you see people dogpiling on to something like three and four days after it's happened, and you see just – thousands and thousands of replies from people like i'm also mad it's like we get it yeah but chill out like we have i i think people don't put enough stock in the idea that divide and conquer is a very effective political strategy and the left is dividing and conquering itself at every possible step right now and the thing that's going to make it successful is a lot of people on the left think they're too smart to fall for something like that Right. When you're not. We're What's falling for it right now. a circle of people all pointing guns at each other? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's like anything else. There's, like, any of these movements, like the, well, the Lavender Scare is different. That was a fucking travesty that carried on for decades. What? The Lavender Scare? Do you know what that was? Yeah. Well, you know what the Red Scare was in Hollywood? Mm -hmm. Where, uh, well, not Hard just Hollywood, members, yeah. government, where McCarthy was basically outing people for being communists what people don't realize there were some he outed some actual communists so and some that were not doing good things and but still you don't it rounds up so many other innocent people and i feel like political correctness obviously there's a place for it and we obviously need it there are situations where it gets out of hand but it's not i don't think it's ruining the world to the degree people think i think Sometimes the people who get mad about stuff are ruining their own world by really investing a lot of energy into something that – like the, that ship has sailed. Deep thought. Uh, oh, but the Lavender Scare was the Red Scare, but for gay people. And it carried on into I think the 90s. I think Clinton – I think when Clinton passed Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which in and of itself was bullshit also – I think that kind of put an end to the Lavender Scare, which was them purging gay people from the military, like not even combat military from like office jobs. 
and shit. So that was pretty fucking heinous. And even if they did find gay people in that roundup, they should have been able to keep their jobs. Maybe military haircuts wouldn't be so lame. Right? They allowed more gays in the military. Exactly. Are you saying gay people are more stylish? Yeah. That's the stereotype I'm leaning on. Wow. Wow. Controversial. Controversial. (laughs) All right. So I think that's our episode. There we go. See, we ran a 110. We did it. Speaking of that, thank you for sending in your comments. We we have a huge backlog of them. I swear, most of them we can use. There's a couple. If you've sent me anything that's like 500 words, maybe resend it and pare that down a little bit. I can't read. If you can't fit it in a couple tweets. Yeah, I can't read your blog post on the podcast. You need to cut that down a little bit. But uh, we've gotten a lot of great ones. Keep sending them in. I very much appreciate it. You can either leave us a voicemail. I should have played a voicemail. We can finally do that again. God damn it. Next week, 505-386-7677. That's 505-FUN-POPS. Or send us an email at opinions at unpops.com. And we'll talk about your shit on the show. We got our 300th episode coming up. Ooh. God damn. Anything special planned? Uh, Naked. We're going to do it naked and live stream it. It's going to be great. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Come to our backyard show July 6th. Tickets are available at unpopsfoodparty.eventbrite.com, I think. Is that going to be at your house yet? Yeah, Dave headlined the last one. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> we didn't do one last year, so that was the last one still. Yeah, we did one two we years ago. We said we need to take a year off. Well, maybe I, I don't live that far from you now. Maybe yeah, I'll come, come, come hang out. Come drop in. Yeah, I'll just come hang out. Uh, so do that and check out, we have a bunch of new podcasts that you can check out on the Patreon and for free. By now, you'll be able to hear the first couple episodes of the 90s Sucked. They're right. With me and Chet Wild, where we, the first month, we're covering the Gulf War. The first Gulf War. Uh, also check out Doc Jams with me and Caitlin Cut. I'm on the first step. Chet's on the first episode about American Harmony. Mouth that horns. is, uh, that's on the Patreon for now. Those will be out publicly soon. And Pod the Life, our six-part podcast series about the band Corn, which is such a fun time. Even if you don't like Corn, which none of us did going in either, uh, give it a listen. It is fun stuff. Uh, so yeah, check all that out. Dave, what do you got to plug? Oh, just uh, my Instagram, Dave Wade Comedy. You know, I'm always trying to put out some hot content there. Dave genuinely puts out really great videos of going to museums. Those are my those are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Do the culture things. Yeah, and then I do advice videos. I just try to, you know, gram it up. That's it. <laughs> gram it up. Gramming it up. Chat. What do you got to plug? Same thing. Follow me on the grams. Follow Chet on the gram. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Dave, say goodbye. Later, dog. Chat, say goodbye. Uh, see how many episodes I can end on yawn, but not say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. We love you. Bye. What do you do? Yeah.